The FIFA World Cup final is nearly upon us. It's now a matter of just days until one team makes history. But our next guests on Sunday Extra have already made much more World Cup history than whoever it is that turns out winning Qatar 2022. Because this World Cup, the creators of the history podcast, The Rest is History, have arbitrarily taken it upon themselves to make a whole episode about the history of every single one of the 32 nations competing in Qatar. And just like the football, the rest is history's World Cup extravaganza has been absorbing, compelling, highly entertaining and punctuated by quite a few memorable surprises. One standout for me was the episode about Costa Rica, which I can very confidently say was the best half hour of Costa Rican history I have ever heard. It really was a revelation, and I'm very pleased to say that the makers of the Rest is History podcast, Dominic Sandbrook and Tom Holland, are with us now to tell us all about their extravaganza. Dominic, welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Julian. And welcome, Tom, as well. Thanks very much for having me as well. Before we go on to talk about Costa Rica, which I hope you're okay doing because I did love that episode, (laughs) I wonder if you could share with us another little gem that you've discovered, some standout moment from your lightning excursion through the histories of the World Cup finalist nations. We've done about 300 episodes covering all aspects of history, but we've never really done a musical episode, Julian. Mm. And I came across one topic that I thought was perfectly suited for musical treatment, and that was the story of the Tupamaros, who were urban guerrillas in Uruguay in the 1970s. (laughs) And they kidnapped the British ambassador in 1971. And when I read this story and I thought this would be beautifully done if it was accompanied with moving panpipe music. Mm. It's actually an amazing story because the bloke who ended up becoming the president of Uruguay in the 2010s had been a Tupamaros. He'd been a a gorilla and he'd been held prisoner in a horse trough for two years, (laughs) would you believe? So that's a pretty amazing story. But I thought it would be so much better story if it was accompanied by this moving music. So I found a cover version of Scarborough Fair uh, by a panpipe band. Now, you might say Uruguay don't actually do panpipes because they're more tango. But that's merely a detail. (laughs) As history podcasts go, we like to operate on a kind of fact-free basis. (laughs) So for me, that excursion, it's a real multimedia. I think that was the moment that stood out. What about you, Tom? I think the joy of doing this series has been not just looking at stuff that areas, fields of history, that we know, but fields of history we really don't know. Mm. Um, and as I'm sure we will uh, mention when we come to talk about Costa Rica, <laughs> I, I knew nothing. <laughs> I knew nothing about Costa Rica. So the discussion of the Civil War, I found that fascinating. I knew nothing about the Tupamaros. Literally, I didn't even know where Uruguay was. <laughs> what I found is the chance to explore aspects of history that I kind of just had vague glimmerings about, but wasn't really sure about. Mm. The episode that most surprised me was Senegal. I volunteered for Senegal because I had this image of the door of no return through which it said two million Africans were taken into slavery. And so it was the last site they had of Africa before they were taken across the Atlantic to America. It's part of a complex called the House of Slaves. It's been visited by American presidents, by Pope, by Nelson Mandela. So it's incredibly potent, moving symbol of the slave trade. And I wanted to know more about it. I started reading up about it and was kind of both appalled and fascinated to learn that it almost certainly wasn't used to export slaves. And that essentially the whole complex had been developed by a Senegalese promoter (laughs) to attract tourists from America, basically. And it kind of opened up such fascinating questions about if a building has an emotional resonance for people, does it matter what the actual history was? Mm. The relationship between American historians who'd basically done the research into this and African historians, it opened up so many fascinating questions. And I think that although lots of the episodes have been quite fun, also the opportunity to do a deep dive into subjects like that has been great. 
the episode that I think is the, been the most powerful of all is another one that Dominic did that very thankfully did not feature panpipes about Sophie Scholl and the White Rose, which mm. is about German students resisting the Nazis, dying for it. And I thought it was an incredibly powerful episode. So I've been very, very kind of proud of the series, not just the range of countries that we covered, but the emotional range of it as well. On Sunday Extra, we are speaking with the makers of the podcast, The Rest is History, Dominic Sandbrook and Tom Holland, about their mammoth undertaking to broadcast in sync with the FIFA World Cup in Qatar, an episode of The Rest is History about each and every one of the 32 nations that qualified for the World Cup finals. And Tom, you've told us that you volunteered for Senegal, and I was interested to find out more about how you divvied up the World Cup nations, how you did your own personal World Cup draw, and in particular, how it was decided that you, Dominic, were going to do Costa Rica. I volunteered for Costa Rica. I was keen on Costa Rica. (laughs) I knew that there had been one event, which was their civil war, and that they had then abolished the army. Mm. The thing is, obviously, this is tied to the World Cup to football. But sporting success depends upon political success or economic success usually. Hmm. There's a reason Costa Rica qualify for almost every FIFA World Cup and Honduras, Guatemala, Nicaragua don't. And it's because of their stability. So I thought, oh, this is a really interesting story. But of course, there's virtually nothing written about it in English. Hmm. So as we got into the narrative, these characters kept popping up (laughs) about whom, to be completely frank... We knew very little. (laughs) You knew more. I had literally no idea. And so Dominic would mention these figures from the Costa Rican Civil War. And I'd be, is he a villain? Is he a goodie? (laughs) What? Right. And I I kind of ended up inventing this entire parallel (laughs) kind of fictional series of identities for these various figures that was running parallel to Dominic's narrative of what actually happened. Yes, I think it is fair to say, Tom, that your contribution to the Costa Rica episode, though substantial, has less historical weight than Dominic's. I I really acknowledge that. But your riff on one Dr Valverde was incredibly memorable and it did make me wonder whether you have heard from any relatives since you gave uh, an unauthorised biography, I think would be a fair description. We, We have. We actually heard yesterday from a a descendant of Dr. Valverde, who I described as the epitome of evil, who tortured amphibians in his spare time. I have to say, on no basis whatsoever. (laughs) We did get an entirely justified message from a descendant of Dr. Valverde saying that this was very unfair on on Dr. Valverde, who apparently was a very philanthropic man. Yes, which did indeed come out, thanks to Dominic, uh, through the episode. Yes. So it sounds like there's a little bit of work to do on the relationship between The Rest is History and the Valverde family still. Is that fair? I think we have work to do, yes. I think we have work to do. (laughs) Tom, you have work to do. I'm totally blameless. (laughs) I think a tear-stained, grovelling public apology may be coming quite soon. (laughs) So Dr. Valverde was a, you know, he's a martyr. Mm. He was a, a medical man. And he was shot down the doorway of his house, triggering the Costa Rican Civil War. I mean, most Australians will know this, I'm sure, sure already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, so apologies if it's condescending to tell you this story. <laughs> but I admitted, you know, I said, I don't really know m- that much more about him. And then Tom went on this great riff to which Dr. Valverde's family gathered around <laughs> the, the, uh, the wireless. You can imagine the colour draining from their face. As Tom well, sketched this yes. incredibly elaborate Baroque <laughs> portrait of a man with a... You had a, you had a mustachio, didn't you, Tom? And a sort of steampunk laboratory. Yes. 
But look, I think in your way, you have done a great service to the history of Costa Rica, if nothing else than for introducing me at least to the figure of Jose Figueres Ferret. And I wonder if you could give the few Australians who, who don't already know exactly what we're talking about <laughs> a, a little reminder. Uh, yes, yeah, so Don Pepe, as he was known, he was a sort of paternalistic, he was a rope farmer, wasn't he, Tom? Don't ask me. And he was a very kindly employer, but he was also a, a stern anti-communist. And he was a great Democrat, actually. So he'd gone off to MIT between the World Wars to study. It was incredibly boring. He dropped out. He went to the Boston Public Library and just read lots of H.G. Wells and things like that, which kind of fired him up. He goes back to Costa Rica. They had a sort of left-wing nationalist government who were moving more and more towards communism and had basically resorted to rigging an election in the late 1940s. And Jose Figueres Ferrer, he becomes the sort of champion of this uprising, leading his forces in the Civil War, and he wins. But then almost uniquely among kind of Latin American strongmen, he passed a sort of very progressive constitution, all kinds of rights, education, health, and so on. But then he steps down and he just becomes an ordinary politician, kind of fighting for office, winning some, losing some. And he goes on to become, apart from abolishing the army, which he does partly out of self-protection, he goes on to become by far the most influential and defining politician in Costa Rica's history. He's a very short man, Don Pepe, but he's ballsy. Mm. He's very courageous. So at some point in the early 1970s, there was a hijacking, I think Nicaraguans maybe, hijacked a plane and had it on the runway at uh, San Jose Airport. And, and he went in person. He was the president. He went in person with a submachine gun to confront the hijackers and to get them to go. And he would go to these Central American summits which were full of sort of men with enormous gold braid and thousands of medals. It was said that he, um, he would spoil it for everybody because he didn't have any medals. He would go, turn up and he would say, how is it that all you guys have all these medals and that I'm the only person who's ever won a war? <laughs> and the generals were very offended by this. But he's the father of Costa Rican democracy. He stood a very canny course between the Soviet Union and the United States. And just a great character, actually. It's very unusual. We do lots of episodes about people who seize power and then power corrupts and they become monstrous. But he's an unusual case of somebody who takes power and then basically voluntarily cedes it. And I think that's very admirable. It is a fantastic story. And the whole series of the World Cup extravaganza has been magnificent. Dominic, Tom, do you have a sense of how your World Cup venture has been received by listeners in some of the finalist nations that you have covered outside uh, Costa Rica and the Valverde family? Yeah, I think we've been fortunate, actually. We have very generous listeners. And they know that we're doing it in a spirit of, I think it's fair to say, tremendous enthusiasm. Wouldn't you, Tom? Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. This kind of, the, the format obliged us to look at aspects of the history of countries that we weren't not particularly familiar with. And so I think that, you know, people have been quite, you know, willing to cut us some slack on that. It does make me fear for the amount of work you might have to undertake next time the Olympics come to town, given what you've done yeah, right. at the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, it's been great speaking with you. Thank you so much for joining us on Sunday Extra and thank you so much for the World Cup extravaganza of The Rest is History. Thanks thank you so very much. much. Thanks for having us. Dominic Sandbrook and Tom Holland are the makers of the Rest is History podcast and you can find out more about it at restishistorypod.com. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.